0: Second half action underway on Main Street Sports today, and we'll be joined by the great Teresa Walker, Tennessee Associated Press sports editor, Titans off-season moves, plus the Braves continue to get ready for opening day with uh, some off-season moves. Freddie has landed somewhere, it appears, so we'll talk about that, and Get you ready for the Vols' quest for a national championship. A lot of people are feeling right about that. Now to the uh, jolly green fellows on from the Duck River. Mo to your left, and Chris to your right. Happy St. Paddy's Day, guys.
1: Patty's with a D, by the way.
0: Did you? Um, Patty's with a D. I don't know. You you probably can't. I don't know because I don't know if you have a. Uh, a visual monitor of what's on the air. But I don't. I've got a, a notice when you go back and watch. i got a new logo for today. Specific for today. <laughs> That's always good. Yeah. Is it a pot of gold or is it a, a four-leaf clover? I want a gold.
1: Which, where to gold? No, I that gold's gold. down
0: in down near Mobile. I want the yeah. gold. In the Crichton in community. In the Crichton community. <laughs> it's under that tree. <laughs> under the tree. Get a, I'm gonna get a, get back. a backhoe. Oh,
1: you got the little shamrock in there. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) let's talk about two things in this segment, Mo. One, we talked, we we want to talk about the outfield. (laughs) And the Braves outfield currently on roster is Ronald Acuna Jr., Eddie Rosario, uh, Marcelo Zuna, Adam Duvall, Guillermo Heredia. Those are the five... Roster. Major league roster guys. Now we've got, I think we oh, had the wait, one
2: guy that Alex Dickerson. Yeah, he he's not on the forty man. Or? He
1: is an, he is a major league contract, but okay. it was a it, it's one year non guaranteed contract. So they they basically it's it's a tryout mm-hmm. <laughs> because three weeks from today we will be playing baseball games that count. Three weeks from today, who'd have thunk that that's something, man.
2: So, does Acuna break camp on the active roster? Because that goes a long way toward answering a lot of questions. I don't think so.
1: And, and uh, I mean, it's mainly the reason I don't think so is I, I think he's, he's going to need at least a month. Maybe six weeks.
2: Okay. So, you said Ozuna, Duval, Rosario.
1: And Heredia.
2: And Heredia.
1: Do you not just put Heredia in center, Duval in left, Rosario in right? And let Heredia and let,
2: play every day? And let him play every and, day and, until? And, and let Ozuna DH? Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? I think that's certainly an option. And it's probably the best one. Because I think if there is a way, really – for Ozuna to not put on a glove <laughs> or throw. I'm, I'm a, well, or be yeah. in
1: the field yeah. for a an extended period of time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the,
1: especially on the road.
2: I think that's the most I think that's the optimal um configuration. Ozuna DH and that being the outfield. Now once you get once you get from the, back. Hmm? I'm Who sorry? do you move to center? I think you put Rosario in center. I think so too. And then you just
1: play Duvall in left and let Heredia have his swords.
2: <laughs> and then, you know, in late game situations, you might bring Heredia in to play center and move Rosario to left.
1: God, could you imagine the speed in that outfield? They might run into each other. On routine fly balls just because they're all fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's great. I, I, it's I, a great problem to have.
2: I will say this. I think it's unfortunate that Acuna does not want to play center because I think he'd be a very dynamic center fielder.
1: I don't know that – well, I mean, we would have to go get somebody with – nobody else on the team has an arm For right. quite like – I mean, there is I'm that. saying quite like.
2: Sure, Rosario can play it, mm-hmm. but – his arm definitely does play in right field.
1: Raj has the best arm on our team, mm-hmm. and that's probably not close.
2: No, I don't think it is. So, to me, it's
1: he serves us best there if we can find a serviceable center because because he runs it, so well. Yeah, his running fielder can, can shift toward yeah. left.
2: Yeah, yeah. And Duvall's not bad in left. Duvall is not bad in left. Duvall like is him a not lot bad, bad in center. He's not bad in center. He just doesn't. When you think of center fielders, you don't think of his body type. No, you
1: don't. He
2: looks like me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you know. he's just you know big,
1: broad-shouldered guy. He just got, doesn't look like a center fielder.
2: He's going to drive in more than he lets in though. That's right.
1: So, Every time you yeah. got to have his bat. Yeah. Somebody said uh, that, that they heard the Marlins were going after Jorge Soler. And I said, let him. That way, you know, come trade deadline, we can get him back for nothing. There you go. Perfect. It's perfect for us. We don't have to pay him about half the year. Keeps him warm. Yeah. (laughs) You know. it's The Miami Marlins, also known as the Braves Quadruple A. Quad A. Quad A Farm
2: Club. Speaking of farm clubs.
1: Speaking of farm. Oh, real quick. Tyler Thornburg.
2: Signed with the Braves. Now yesterday. I'm not real familiar with that name. Should I be? Where's he from? He's, he
1: played with Cincinnati. I just remember him because I watched a lot of Cincinnati games. Uh, for whatever, Why? well because they, <laughs> Cincinnati for some reason would be on. Uh, I, I get two ballys, so sometimes they would be on. But yeah, I remember you know, Thornburg pitching against the Braves for Cincinnati, and he's he's decent, and we're getting him for less than a million bucks, so I'll take that.
2: That fits right into the budget. <laughs> right
1: in. But, yeah, speaking of minor leagues, oh, we need to talk about Freddie. Oh. Let's talk about Freddie.
2: Let's talk about Freddie. Six years, 162 to the Dodgers, apparently. And what that says is it was the sixth year that was the up with the Braves, I feel like, not the money. Because that works out to, what, $27 million a year? I believe. He, We offered him more AAV. But –
1: I don't think that was the hangup. I think, I think the reason that it took until yesterday to get this is because the his agent overplayed his hand, and to save face, he basically begged the Dodgers for the sixth year and said, "We'll take less AAV." Hmm. That could to be- save face because I'm telling you the. The agent here, we had been waiting to see what this contract was. Now I'm waiting to see how long it is before his agent is fired. If his agent gets fired, we will know who the screw-up was. Mm-hmm. And I I choose to believe that the agent is the one who screwed this deal up and not Freddie or
2: Alex Anthopoulos. I telling him, you can get more. You can get more. You can get more. And Freddie believing it. And then the market wasn't there. Yeah,
1: after... After the Yankees went and got Rizzo, and the Braves got Olsen, that
2: was it. I mean, it was Dodgers. Dude, you know, they tried to throw up that smoke screen of the Rays, and we, I think everybody pretty well shot that down. Yeah, come on. The Red Sox, yeah. The Red Sox aren't in win now? Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Somebody screwed that situation up. And I really don't think it was the Braves. I agree. I don't think it was the Braves either, and I don't think it was. I don't think it was
1: Freddie necessarily. Freddie wanted the sixth year, but uh,
2: your agent works for you.
1: I, I get that. I get. So, that. Look, I, what I'm saying is, I think Freddie was saying, "I need the sixth year," and agent was saying, "We can get you the dot. Di- we can get you the sixth year.
2: Instead of the agent saying, "Everybody's at year five. Isn't, yeah, the sixth year isn't realistic. Everybody's at five. Where do you want to play? Because what did the Braves have? Five, one forty? Which is the same thing, Ish, I think. Yeah. yeah. In AAV. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So
1: anyway. Freddie's gonna be a dodger and I hope we get to and beat we'll him. And we'll see him in
0: October.
2: Yeah.
1: Hope we get to beat him in October. There we go. Teresa Walker coming up next. We'll keep talking about some off-season transactions. These will just be with the Titans, so stick around right after this on Main Street Sports today. Hey, folks. Zion Christian Academy ZionEagles.org or 931-388-5731 you can schedule your appointment go tour their campus it is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it again it's ZionEagles.org give them a call 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today
0: are you an enthusiastic sports fan? want to have fun and get in on the action? heck yes that'd be awesome have great attention to detail? want to stay active? definitely want to give back to the student athletes in your community? obviously Yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com.
1: Welcome back in to the St. Patrick's Day edition of Main Street Sports Today. Glad to have you guys with us here on this Thursday. Tennessee will be tipping off here in about 40 minutes and we will be off the air as quickly as we can so we can go watch it. (laughs) So the best thing we can do is talk to our esteemed colleague and guest for today's second half. It is Teresa Walker of the Associated Press joining us now to talk about the Tennessee Titans and off-season moves, transactions. Who's going to be at St. Thomas Sports Park this fall? We'll find out right now. Teresa, what is going on?
3: Oh, just uh, well, I, I'm keeping an eye on NFL free agency today. Have uh, the games on my TV screen, and uh, also. Preparing, I drive first thing in the morning to Knoxville for the first and second round games there in the women's side of the tournament, and uh, so yeah, nothing going on whatsoever this week. What are you talking about?
2: I think you better be keeping both eyes on NFL free agency.
3: Well, uh, for Titan fans who are very frustrated, calm down. Have you not paid attention to how John Robinson works? He's not, you know, usually making a big splash right as that first. You know, as soon as the league year opens and you or in the the tampering period or, you know, the negotiating period, as I prefer to call it, you know, there was the deal with uh, Malcolm Butler that happened on a Tuesday night during that uh, negotiating period. But uh, and that was a big deal. But, you know, he, you know, the, the Bud Dupree deal, you know, that that was a little slower. You know, he just doesn't rush into the market when honestly, that's when teams are spending big, big, big money. And, you know. That's you know he's he's done a pretty good job over the years of picking the pieces that they need. Now I know a lot of people are upset. Well, you know just, the Julio Jones was just a bust, and it's, he took a gamble a year ago, right? Uh, you know, Falcons were ready to move on. They made you know they traded him after June one to save cap. Now the Titans are you know have released him, made that official this morning. You know a post one uh, June one designation that means they carry his hit on the cap until June one. He can go sign with anybody else. And, you know, hey, he turned 33 in, in February. There'll be somebody who probably says, you know what, let's take a chance. And, you know, he did have 62 yards uh, in, the, in the playoff game. But, you know, he's just not the Julio Jones that was a seven-time Pro Bowler. Uh, he still leads the NFL in yards receiving per game, 91.9. But, uh, you know, when receivers of his caliber tend to hit the wall, it usually, they go off the cliff Wiley Coyote-like. So, you know, right now the Titans, they, they tried. It didn't work out. It's time to move on.
2: I still stop short of calling him a bust. I mean, he was injured, and, and maybe the fact that he was not available is what makes him a bust, but I mean – I guess maybe that just comes with a 33 year old. Maybe I'm being stubborn. Maybe he was a bust. I just, I, I just don't really want For the
3: expectations though, that's where, that's where I think that there was that bust factor because there was the expectations that he could maybe be all that, right? Um, and, you know, but here's the thing. If you read AJ Brown's social media post yesterday, you know, he got to work with a guy who is going to be in the Hall of Fame, you know, for, 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 you know, what, three quarters of a year. Uh, so he got to see how Julio Jones approaches things and how he works and, and the attitude that he brings in the locker room and on the field. That is something that could absolutely pay dividends. It's just that, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, he was, you know, he, we saw tiny little flashes, right? You know, the game in Seattle, his one 100-yard performance of the season. And touchdown. You know, he had a touchdown. The yes, touchdown. Chris, I still think it was a touchdown. <laughs> no, he had one that really counted oh, in that's the regular right. season yeah, yeah, yeah. finale. Yeah. And it, but in that playoff game, guys, six catches, four of them for first down. So, uh, you know, maybe you look at him if you're another team and think, you know what, maybe he can be our third guy, he can be a first down guy. But for what the Titans needed, he just wasn't that. And it was, you know, they need money. I mean, you know, that $11.3 million in cap space they created, isn't coming until June, that's going to help sign their draft class, but it's not going to help with getting a number one tight end or getting a, another receiver. I, I do think at this point this team needs to draft a first-round uh, receiver and take a shot on somebody at 26, but they also need to sign somebody because, you know, I, I'm sorry, that game in New England, uh, no offense, Cody Hollister, and I know that there's a lot of people who love the upside of Mason Kinsey. They need somebody to pair across from A.J. Brown to make A.J. Brown all that he can be. You've
2: got to get somebody to balance defenses up so that they're not sliding everything to A.J. We're speaking with Teresa Walker of the Associated Press. And, Teresa, you talk about the fact that, you know, we've seen how J. Rob operates in free agency. He's not going to go out and make a splash on the first day or or in the first week, and that's fine. But – Titans fans are seeing people walk away, and they're not seeing people come in, and that's where the panic comes from. I get that. You know, Roger Saffold is gone. Jack Rabbit Jenkins is gone. Julio is gone. Deontay Foreman is gone.
3: That you one know,
2: hurt. I'm sorry? That one hurt.
3: Deontay, for- De- Deontay Foreman, guys, who was sitting on his couch in October before the Titans called. Let's, yes, he performed well for the Titans down this track, but let's he, he was not going to get the carries. With the Titans this next season that he had while Derrick Henry was out, why Derrick Henry? Okay, and but he he, he wasn't gonna get
2: he wasn't gonna get those carries. Darrington Evans isn't gonna get those carries either. Who is? I mean, obviously you don't want Derrick Henry to get hurt again. You don't want to be in a position where you need one a as a running back. But I mean, you could see a scenario well, where both those guys could have coexisted on this roster.
3: Yeah, and guess what? Deontay Foreman sees maybe better opportunity with Christian McCaffrey's hit injury history in Carolina. So players do have the opportunity, once they get to the free agent market, to go somewhere else. You know, this is a guy who showed the NFL what he could do, and he's going for it. So, you know, remember, that's the other side of that, you know, the coin, so to speak. And, you know, he, he has that opportunity as well. And, yes, I know there's a long list of players who did free agency yesterday. I mean, ticker anybody, Randy Bullock, uh, you know, so it's like it's going to be interesting to see as they start putting these pieces together. But they're still at the point where they have to create cap space. And, uh, you know, Fieldgate tweeted this morning that they reworked the deal for, uh, you know, Zach Cunningham. You know, people were wondering, do they cut him? No, they like him. They yeah. redid his deal. And that's going to create about $6.4 million in cap space, right? That, you know, th- this is a team that, you know, are we forgetting? Before they could sign even Harold Landry and Ben Jones, they had to create cap space. So that's why there's now been five guys cut. Um, but, you know, they still need some more space because they do have a lot of pieces that, you know, even if they don't bring back everybody that of theirs who's hitting the market, they're still going to need to fill a lot of holes. So I understand the panic. But, you know, the Titans are going to have to do some bargain shopping, okay? You know they spent over a hundred million dollars in and on Ben Jones and and uh, Harold Landry. Guys, a Harold Landry deal that looks so much better now in the mm-hmm. face of what's been going on in the AFC West the last week. So, you know you've got to have a pass rush. We and, and for for the panicking Titans fans, remember this: a year ago that defense stunk to high heaven. Right? I mean, last and third downs uh, percentage by a long shot. Twenty fourth in scoring. Uh, uh, you know, 19 sacks, for God's sake. And, and four of them came in this regular season finale, okay? That's the only thing that kept them from being last in that category. They added a bunch of players, and they got that side better. So, you know, tr- have a little faith in John Robinson that he's going to get a tight end, uh, that he's going to get another receiver or two. And, and, and you know, I, I think the man has earned a little trust, okay? Six straight winning seasons. Only Kansas City has more in the entire NFL. So, calm down.
2: He has – Relax, it. right, Aaron Rodgers?
3: Yeah. <laughs> he, he, exactly. He is or the Alex Frank, Anthopolis. Frankie goes to Hollywood.
2: Yeah, yeah, that too.
1: He's yeah. the Alex Anthopolis of the of NFL. The NFL. There we go. So, let's mm-hmm. just calm down and let him do his thing. Teresa, speaking of tight ends – Minus I have, the ring. I have two – well, I have two questions. First question is, you just mentioned a tight end. Is Austin Hooper at all a possibility? He was released by the Browns yesterday.
3: Got to think he is, right? I I hope so. You know, that that would be a night. We've seen a lot of tight ends sign elsewhere. So those options are definitely thinning greatly. And, you know, at this point, I still think they need to go wide receiver first in the uh, draft, in the first round. They don't have a second-round pick at this moment. So you're taking a risk if you think, and there's a lot of good tight ends in this draft, but you're taking a risk if you think you can wait to the third round and get one of those who can come in and contribute immediately, right? So, so to, um, to, to
2: follow up on Chris's question regarding Austin Hooper, now that Tom Brady's going back going with to Tampa Bay, you got to figure Rob Gronkowski is going back to Tampa Bay as well. We've talked about O.J. Howard. He'd look awfully good in two-tone blue.
3: Uh, didn't he just sign a deal with Buffalo?
2: Did, Did he? I missed uh, that. Yeah, you would know yep, better than I would.
3: He, yes, he. He. You know, I know that Von Miller signing kind of <laughs> overshadowed a bunch of what happened, but uh, and again, that Landry deal was even better because they spent six years, one hundred and twenty million on Von Miller, uh, who's had injury issues the last three seasons, and they get Harold Landry, who's you know got the sixth longest starting streak or games played streak in the NFL among defensive players, they get him for 87.5 for five years. So, and very cap friendly. Remember that whole cap space, the Jones and Landry deal, 8.4 million combined against the cap this year. Uh, So that's, that's some good business right there.
2: Yes. Never mind about OJ Howard. Yeah. I I mean, one year, 3.5. Sorry. But again, but again, that's,
1: and and that's, (laughs) that just goes back to exactly what she just said. Tight ends, are kind of uh, the good ones are, are getting off the market, but people who needed tight ends are signing other ones. And Austin Hooper is available now because he just got
2: released yesterday. So, so this may and not the be Titans a,
3: didn't have cap. Go ahead. Titans didn't have cap space till they reworked uh, uh, uh Zach Cunningham's deal. So, Correct. you know, that's the they, they had a spot rack estimated them with $720,000 yesterday in cap space. So, um, so, you know, that's the challenge, yeah. And, oh, I just looked up. uh, Yeah, Michigan looks like they're going to cruise through to the second round. A friend of mine had uh, Colorado State in a capture pool. Sorry.
2: I believe um, the person sitting to my left had Colorado State as well. Because
1: I was was mostly hopeful. Uh, Anyway, um, my second question is, what does this offensive line look like next year?
3: Well, uh, you know, Clezenberry's, you know, a free agent right now. Uh, and guys, as good as he was against the run, you know, he was, you know, he, I think he gave up like 11 sacks, uh, last season. So that's an area that they have to get better. I mean, we remember how Ryan Canninghill got pummeled last year. So, um, you know, right now you've got Taylor Lewan at left tackle. Uh, Ben Jones is back at center. Nate Davis at right guard. Uh, Dylan Raidens remember him? Second round pick this last year uh right now i would presume he would get the first chance maybe at right tackle um you know if you could step in with a few hours notice to play left tackle in a prime time game in december you should be able to you know slide over and play right tackle so maybe jamarco jones who has started at four spots along the line maybe he ends up being the left guard um so and and, and we'll see so you know <sighs> Yeah, you know, he. I don't know yet if he's going to be the replacement for Roger Saffold or if he's the guy who replaces Kendall Lamb as that swing guy on the line. So, you know, the, the offensive line—do they need to add a couple more pieces? Sure, but uh, I, I would not be panicking right now about that offensive line. I'm more concerned about who's going to be catching that ball, who's going to provide the balance to this offense to give AJ Brown a chance to breathe.
1: Don't know who that's going to be, but uh, there are some. Certainly, some some decent options in this draft. I can tell you, uh, I would yeah. love to see. And don't be some,
3: surprised. If, go ahead. Don't be surprised if uh, John Robinson does another thing that drives us nuts. Take a risk on a player that's coming off an injury.
2: <laughs> I, I just know that the Titans' longer history with rookie receivers, you know, AJ Brown notwithstanding, is not great. So
3: previous it, or previous coaches, previous GMs, uh I, I know that there's a long track record of that, but you know, they, they you know, I'm gonna say this. I think the current administration, scouts, and coaching staff get a little bit more leeway because of the, the success they've had. I mean, Nick Westbrook a is an undrafted guy and they turned them into a very key piece of this offense. So not the guy I want starting, uh, you know. Starting, uh, I think he'd be a better three or four option for this team, but uh, at receiver. But you know, an undrafted guy—they've been making some serious hay with guys that no one else knows.
1: All I'm saying is, if Jamison Williams is there, they better take him. Yep. Or I'm going to be mad.
3: <laughs> a lot all, of people will.
1: That's all I'm saying. If if he, I would, I don't think he will be there. But if he is –
2: Stop passing on Alabama receivers.
1: Stop it. <laughs> anyway. Teresa, one quick thing before we let you go. Uh, your thoughts on the two proposals for NFL's overtime.
3: I, I kind of like the Titans one because that's the thing. You know, we, we've seen in this playoffs how easy it can be to win the toss, go down and score a touchdown. Making them go for two. That's the thing that, you know – puts a little tricky thing on it, right? It's not easy. It, you know, there's a lot of things that can make it look easy, but that ups the ante, so to speak, right? But I also like the idea of making, I mean, you know, particularly in the playoffs. I mean, right, both teams should get a chance in the playoffs to touch the ball on offense uh, twice. Now, that said, sometimes you just, you know, we, we, we've seen teams just not be able to do things, and, and, you know, it, late in regulation. And then, you know, if you can't make a stop with your defense, you know, should you be rewarded? So it's gonna, I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. But uh, the Titans' proposal, I think, helped tweak it enough without having to go full-scale. Both teams get it get a chance at this.
1: Well, it, forcing them to go for two means if you don't get it and the other team scores a touchdown, they kick an extra point and, you win, and they win. So, or you can just kick the extra point and put it on your defense. Which one do you want to do? I think that's there's a lot of strategy that would go into that. Mm-hmm. But here's a, a a a wrinkle I want to throw out at you. What if we don't go to a coin toss, we just flip the field and continue from where we were at the end of the fourth quarter. That way a defense mm. who a defense who's been out there for eight nine plays doesn't have to go back out there and start back at the 20 for another eight nine plays. What, if we yeah, just but when you do field?
3: that, you're giving the de- you're giving a defense a chance to maybe get a sack or something like that, and and, and you know flip the field in that situation. So that kind of takes the defense out of it in that situation. And yes, I mean we've seen them flip the coin and they right have to go right back out there with only a quick breather, um, and it, it's not easy. I mean, shoot, look at what the Chiefs did to the Bills, and and then what the Bengals ended up doing to the. Uh, Remember that the, 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 the Chiefs actually had the ball in overtime after winning the toss, mm-hmm. and the Bengals a made pick. a defensive play. Cool so figure. maybe, just maybe, people are you know overreacting.
1: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Anyway, Teresa, thank you. We appreciate it. As always, uh, look forward to uh, speaking with you again soon.
3: Sounds good. Take care, guys, and calm down. Relax. Don't panic, Titans fans. I,
1: look, I'm more worried about April 7th than I am August 7th. So <laughs>
3: right.
1: I'm I'm good on the Titans front, but uh, there's a lot of people who aren't. So anyway, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to uh, to watch J. Rob work and get uh, now that the draft picks have been finalized. Most so, all right, let's talk about the Tennessee Volunteers instead of the Titans on the other side of the break. We're gonna have just a few minutes, so stick around. We'll be right back after this. Zion Christian Academy, ZionEagles.org, or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's ZionEagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today.
3: A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A
1: performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your
0: presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA.
1: Well, we know... Who the Vols will play if they are able to get past the Longwood Lancers?
2: We do indeed. Michigan will.
1: That's unique. I wonder why they would play. They would give the advantage to the six seed over the three seed. I mean, I know that it's good a day rest, so I don't guess it really matters who plays first. But I'm hmm. just curious. Hmm. I guess the day's rest, it just... You don't want to get up early and play. You'd rather play at 145 than 12 or whatever time it was. And it was even – 11, well, 30, 11.
2: Even earlier. Well, yeah. noon, I guess, for – They're in Minneapolis, the right? Yeah, but it was Eastern time. I mean, Michigan's – they're both
0: Eastern time schools, I guess. All yeah. Them, so. Yeah, the day risk negates yeah, I, I don't, I
2: don't, think no, negates don't I don't think that two extra hours really means no. a whole lot one way or the other. But, um, yeah, Michigan 75, Colorado State 63 final. Colorado State led by as many as 15, I think, before losing by 12. Yikes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Providence also up 56-47 with four minutes to go uh, over San Diego State. No, no, no. no. South Dakota State. Sorry, South Dakota State. The Jackrabbits. The
2: Jackrabbits, not the Aztecs. Correct. Yeah. Um, The winner of that one will play the winner of Iowa and Richmond.
1: Good. I picked the friars in that one. That's that's good. Yeah. Um Sarah got the Michigan game right. I did not on any of my brackets, so there's
2: that. How so many brackets did you do? Two. Okay. Uh
1: I have Baylor winning in my Main Street Sports Day bracket and Gonzaga in my Chuck Taylor bracket. Sarah has Miami winning in hers. So
2: The Hurricanes. Yes. Did that have anything to do with it? I, I guess. Okay.
1: I have no idea. I wish Um, we could
2: have talked more to Rick Rice about his three brackets. (laughs) It's interesting. Yeah, I think so. Try it out. Yeah.
1: Um, Tennessee matching up, obviously, with Longwood. Longwood, you know, this is a team that they don't have a lot of depth. They don't have a lot of great guard play. But in the NCAA tournament, you never know what's going to happen. Um so you kind of just – you just have to show up and play and pretend like the team that you're playing is the number one team in the country.
2: Got to. Um, Longwood coming out of the Big South, 15-1 and one in conference play. Um,
1: they only lost to North Carolina A&T, by the way. But they did – they did get uh they did lose to Iowa to open the season 106 Um Lost to Old Dominion by one point on the road and to Georgetown by eight on the road, which not a great Georgetown team this year but and not a great Old Dominion team. But uh, name wise, you go wow that's not bad. Single digit losses is a pretty good team. I mean they they they've got Isaiah Wilkins who is a senior. Uh, he's he's their he's their guy. Uh, Watch out! He's going to score, you know, ten, twelve points a game, and he's going to lead this this team. So
2: Longwood, one of two teams out of the Big South to to win twenty plus games. Um, Winthrop, the number two team, being the other at twenty three and nine. I mean, um, I'm not very familiar with the Big South, and I can't imagine a whole lot of back in the day. Are. I was when Birmingham oh, well, Southern was in it. Well, you know, and and I think. They probably garnered a little bit more um, attention when Winthrop was kind of running things over there and Greg Marshall was over there. Um, but Gardner-Webb, South Carolina Upstate, the, the Camels of Campbell, North Carolina Asheville, which I think is where Nick McDevitt was before he came to MTSU, and High Point where Tubby Smith retired a few weeks ago.
1: High Point, North Carolina home of... The Red House (laughs) Longwood and Tennessee Tipping off in 15 minutes It's going to be a great basketball game Hope you guys will tune in tomorrow As we will bring you Our reaction to that And bring you everything That you need to know for the weekend We'll have the entire schedule for All uh, The rundown may be two segments tomorrow So JP You may want to let us we may all want to get in on the action on tomorrow uh, I, I, don't, I, don't
2: th- I don't think the rundown will be a one-man show tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. The
1: weekend rundown is
0: rough. Oh, throat's a little... He'll get that <laughs> A little scratchy. Hey. He'll
1: get that uh, Loosen up. Loosen yeah. up. But uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us on this special Thursday early edition. We will be back tomorrow at 2 o'clock, our normal
2: fat time and normal fat channel. But from live in home lo- location still? We, will be. still? we
1: will be live on location from the Glass House Murphy Center so uh, check it out because we're hoping to get uh, Bernard Childress on the show and I'm sure we'll be able to and you never knew who else might just show up on uh, Main Street Sports today from Murphy Center so thank you guys for hanging out with us. For JP and Mo I'm Chris Yao saying have a great St. Patrick's Day. We'll see you tomorrow.